The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Shazam! You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil! You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Well, take your pixie out of your pockets and say Shazam. Uh, no, actually, uh, think of a happy thought, and then then to say Shazam. But, yeah, no, actually, you want to think of a happy thought and, and then fly just with that. But if you want to say Shazam before you take off, that's fine by us, because we're actually going slightly outside Disney this week to talk about the new DC Warner Brothers film, Shazam! 
and talk about actually some Disney connections that you might or might not know about with this film, which gives me the excuse to go cover it, other than the fact that we do like to do this when there's something we think, even as a Disney fan or Marvel fan, you might enjoy something, we like to talk about it. So we're definitely going to do that. Lost Boy Eric is going to come along and give you a little bit of comic book history of the character of Shazam. We're going to listen and have a little bit of time in the story time. I found kind of a two-parter Shazam story where this guy basically is reading uh, from an old comic book that's fallen into public domain, and I thought it was kind of fun, so I thought you would like to hear that. I'm going to, of course, review the film for you, and we'll take a ride on something from Walt Disney World from Eric's recent trip. Well... A recent stay. We'll, we'll call it a recent stay. He had down at Walt Disney World because he apparently had a good long time and had some fun there. So he's got us a lot of great audio. And so we're going to share some of that audio. Uh, so we've got a packed show for you this week. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I'm just going to dive it straight into. Oh, by the way, we even have a really great new trailer that I want to get into. And I guess before we get into Shazam. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. You know, with uh, the job that I now have working at a radio station, I get to report on a lot of, well, bad news, even though sometimes it's comical with some of the crazy accidents people get into in their cars and managing to get their car airborne and turn it around and occasionally it's kind of funny what they do as long as they had a seatbelt on and they didn't get hurt. When they get hurt, I kind of feel bad for them, but, you know, I get to report on a lot of that sort of news on a daily basis. So it's nice when I have a a nice news story that I can share with you guys. Uh, But on April the 5th, that was Friday, uh, there's, you know, you've got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, and Brie Larson all showed up at Disney's California Adventure and they were celebrating a donation of more than $5 million to a bunch of nonprofits that support children with critical illnesses, including a million in cash from Disney to the Starlight Children's Foundation. This is what they're calling the Avengers Universe Unites. And this is a charity that's going to support all of Walt Disney Company's signature philanthropic commitments, the Disney Team of Heroes, and that they do a lot of things for seriously ill children around the world. Now, the nice thing, I mean, the Lego Group, Hasbro, Funko, and Amazon actually together donated over $4 million uh, in Avengers Endgame toys and some products. This is all going to be sent out to children's hospitals around the country. Uh, of course, they're going to be working with Give Kids the World, which, of course, they're right there around Central Florida. They like to bring in a lot of these children and their families in to come and experience the parks, even Universal and SeaWorld. Uh, I mean, so this is really, really neat, and so I like it when I have good news like this to be able to share because I feel like uh, going through a lot of arrest reports and accident reports is not always that fun. Alrighty, so... One of my articles isn't showing up, but uh, okay, so... We all know, about, of course, about the Disney Fox acquisition, and I found a couple of the different things that popped up. Uh, one of these is not showing up for me, but... Uh, there's a lot of things that are expected. Uh, there was CinemaCon 2019 happened this week, and there was a list of different films coming through Disney and Fox. Uh, one of them, I didn't realize that Breakthrough, which is coming pretty soon, was actually, uh, I guess it was a Fox uh, film. 
Uh, but we have a long list of a lot of films that are coming up, in case you didn't know, of course. Uh, Captain Marvel is what recently came out. Uh, Dumbo just recently came out. But coming up, Penguins on Earth Day on the 17th, uh, another one of the Disney nature films. I am actually interested in this because I like penguins. I haven't seen any of the Disney nature films, really, I don't think. Uh, but I think my wife and I are going to go to see this penguin, so I'll be able to tell you about it, hopefully, most likely. And then Breakthrough, which I've been seeing some uh, some trailers on and some commercials. I didn't know that was uh, considered now a uh, Disney property. Uh, I guess this was a division of Fox. Uh, Avengers Endgame is coming out April 26th. Uh, then, of course, Token. We've kind of talked about that a little bit. On uh, That's coming May 10th. We've talked about it previously. This is, of course, about J.R.R. Tolkien. This is technically connected in with the Disney company now. Uh, and, of course, Aladdin is coming out May 24th. Uh, Ed Astra is also 524. And this one, there's a description. It says, Astronaut Roy McBride travels to the outer edge of the solar system to find his missing father and unravel a mystery that threatens to the survival of our planet. And this has Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, and Donald Sutherland. So add Astra. Uh, just from that description, I want to go. That's a heck of a cast. You put Tommy Lee Jones in a movie, and I'm generally going to show up. <laughs> then, of course, we know Dark Phoenix is coming June 7th. We've been talking about this one for a very long time. Toy Story 4 is June 21st. Stuber. Stuber is on July 12th, and it says in the description that a, tech, a detective recruits his Uber driver in an unexpected night of adventure. This has Kamal Nanjiani... Karen Gillan, there's my reason to show up, and Dave Bautista and Mira Sorvino. Uh, I even saw a trailer of something with Dave Bautista that's coming out very soon that actually looks very funny. It's uh, called My Spy. I should have brought that up in the trailer park, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that probably in a future show. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, the Lion King comes out June 19th. The New Mutants is back on schedule August 2nd. I'm personally am not really that interested in it. They turned a, like what should be a superhero movie into a horror movie, so I'm kind of like, eh. Artemis Fowl, we mentioned that a long time ago. That's August 9th. This is Artemis Fowl II, a young Irish criminal mastermind, kidnaps the fairy leprechaun officer Holly Short for ransom to fund the search for his missing father in order to restore the family fortune. This has Judy Dench, Josh Gad, and Nonzo Anonzi. Now, people who that have read the books were not that impressed with what they saw in a previous teaser. I don't know anything about the book, so I'm going to be able to just go in with an open mind and see if I just enjoy the film. Spies in Disguise is coming September 13th. When the world's best spy is turned into a pigeon, he must rely on his nerdy tech officer to save the world. Will Smith, Karen Gillan, Ben Mendelsohn, and Tom Holland star in this one. I have seen a little bit of a teaser on that one. That could be fun. The Art of Racing in the Rain, September 27th. A dog named Enzo recalls the life lessons he has learned from his race car driving owner, Denny. This has Kevin Costner, Milo Ventimiglia, and Amanda Seyfried. Next, we have The Woman in the Window. That's October 4th. An agoraphobic woman living alone in New York begins spying on her new neighbors only to witness a disturbing act of violence. This has Amy Adams, Julianne Moore, and Gary Oldman. Ooh, hey, Gary Oldman. Yeah, that gets me excited. I like Gary Oldman. Maleficent, Mistress of, of Evil, October 18th. Do I really have to cover anything on this? No, I don't. I don't care. I did not like the first one. I actually walked out kind of angry at the theater. I thought they just destroyed uh, one of one of the greatest of classic animated Disney films. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari is November 15th. This is the true story of the battle between Ford and Ferrari to win Le Mans in 1966. This will star Christian Bale, Matt Damon, and J.J. Field. Frozen 2, November 22nd. 
Ooh, look, we have some details. Are you ready for this? So Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf are going far into the forest to learn the truth about an ancient mystery of their kingdom. And of course, this stars Kristen Bell, Evan Rachel Wood, and Idina Menzel. Not sure who Evan Rachel Wood is playing. Maybe a villain. We don't know. Star Wars Episode Nine. This, of course, December 20th. The final chapter of the Skywalker saga will provide plenty of reasons for fans, let's put that in quotes, fans, fans' heads to explode because the screenwriters did not adhere to the plot lines they wrote for the toys that they play with in their mother's basements. They will swear off Star Wars and curse the name of Disney while spending every last time to visit Galaxy's Edge and every Star Wars convention that Disney offers. Wow. <laughs> that is a write-up actually on the DisneyMovieDatabase.com. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Moving on. Call of the Wild, December 25th. A sled dog struggles for survival in the Alaskan wild. Karen Gillan back again with Dan Stevens and Harrison Ford. So these are all the movies coming out. And wow, that's that's not the description I expected for, for a Star Wars film. But uh, I think, you know, when you're hitting the end of the Skywalker saga and you're not planning on any more... Uh, that is gonna kind of rub everybody the wrong way, the Star Wars, you know, fans, and that I, you know, putting fans in quotes, but I don't know that I agree with this, but yeah, there could be some split decision going on with this, but yet some of the people who are gonna be upset are still gonna probably want to visit the parks. Uh, so, well, yeah, well, moving right along, but in the process of the acquisition of Fark, Fox, uh, there has been, of course, you know, we've been, we've been hearing about some Avatar sequels for a long time, uh, but there's been a little bit of tease at the CinemaCon of maybe some more Maze Runner films, uh, some more Kingsman films, War of the Planet of the Apes is going to apparently leaving something open for more sequels, although I think they wrapped it up nicely with, with Caesar at the uh, end of the last film. Uh, there's also, they're talking about doing some more Alien films. So Disney is le- le- taking a look at the Fox properties that they have acquired and saying that they're probably going to make some more movies in that series. Something else that's happening... The Black Widow movie is being made, and there are casting announcements coming. The latest ones we've heard about is Rachel Wise, or Vise, uh, I always forget how to say her name. You probably know her best from, uh, well, she's done a Disney film, but, you know, from the Mummy series, she was in those Mummy movies. She also was in the Oz the Great and Powerful as the, the real evil sister. Uh, she's really great. Uh, and also David Harbour from Stranger Things and the upcoming Hellboy movie, which I will not be covering here because it's an R-rated film this time. And personally, I really actually enjoyed the previous Hellboy films. Even though the second one's not great, I, I, I still like the Ron Perlman films better already. Just from what I've seen here, I'm not really that excited. I might still see it. All right, and moving on... AMC Theaters is going to show all 22 Marvel movies in an insane 59-hour marathon. Check your local listings and prepare to not have any sleep. Now, you're probably going to feed yourself something there. I guess it's okay if you fall asleep in your seat and take a little nap. <laughs> I would I would rather have 22 nights of going every night to one of these films instead of going straight through all of them. Uh, and I could watch most of these from home, but it would be fun to go uh, to the theater to watch these. One last thing, Mari Laws, the Rankin Bass composer and arranger, has passed away at the age of 95 this week. Uh, you know, this is the guy who, who wrote all the scoring and the music. I don't know that he wrote the, the full songs, 
but he set up a cork- orchestral settings for Holly Jolly Christmas. There's always tomorrow, you know. So he didn't. I don't think he wrote the the actual songs because that's Johnny Marks. But he put the orchestration behind the songs to make them good, and also, of course, scored the uh, lots of different specials, lots of great specials for the Rankin Bass. Nearly everything you've watched probably about Christmas, and even more. He's got a long list of things, uh, even a Saturday morning cartoon of King Kong. So he's got a lot of television credits. I mean, it's it's a long list. If I went through the whole thing, it would take a very long time. Uh, so he did a lot of really, really great thing, and even wrote an arrangement for Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, uh, but he didn't get credited for it in 1960. He met Bass of Rankin and Bass, uh, scoring television commercials in 1962, and the rest has become history. And he even did orchestrations for Return to Oz in 1964, before Rudolph. So he, he's been doing stuff with Rankin Bass for a very long time. Uh, so he really had made a great contribution to all of our childhoods and to entertainment in general. So thank you for all your work, Maury Laws, and uh, enjoy your final rest. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him all. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Okay, yes, normally I would have had audio for the trailer, but this trailer was mainly music uh, and a little bit of audio, not a lot of dialogue, so I don't think you would have gotten a lot out of it audibly. But uh, another Warner Brothers DC character, the Joker, is getting a film with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, This looks to be actually very interesting. And of course, Joaquin Phoenix, great actor. And we hear in this trailer, he's, he's got a great Joker laugh, uh, just a good stylistic. Uh, it looks like they're kind of being similar to the Heath Ledger style of a Joker. You know, we, there's definitely some similarity, I think, in the look of it. Uh, but, you know, this is a movie that I've been kind of like, well, gee, I don't know what they're doing with this. And, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. And we haven't really gotten to see anything until now. And this, I mean, this does seem very interesting. Uh, the only thing that I would say might be a concern is if they make the Joker a little bit too sympathetic, we will not uh, get behind being like Batman, bring him down, you know. I'm afraid we might end up rooting for him a little too much in this. And we got to remember this is the bad guy. So I would like him to turn scary by the end of the film. Uh, but I, I, this looks like it's a journey into madness. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually very intrigued by what they're doing with this film. So I definitely will be checking it out. And as long as they keep it to a PG-13, uh, we will talk about it here on the show perhaps later. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically all we got for the trailer park is go watch it because the audio, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't think it would be that interesting for you to hear just the audio. But if you haven't gotten to go see it, go check it out. It is, of course, up on YouTube. This is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Because Billy Batson, the boy radio reporter, is a smart, brave young fellow, an aged sorcerer chose him to carry on the fight against the world's evils. He gave him the magic word, Shazam! Which transforms young Billy into the world's mightiest man, Captain Marvel. The strange power creates many dangers for young Billy, and only a very courageous lad could carry on. For there are countless terrible enemies whose greatest joy would be to put an end to Captain Marvel. Hello folks, this is Billy Batson on the air again with the latest news. 
one who knows part of the mighty Marvel secret, is Savannah, mad master of science and crime, whose cruel ambitions are constantly thwarted. My science would rule the world except for Captain Marvel. Don't worry, boss. No human enemy can lick you. Ah, but Captain Marvel is more than human. He must be given a rival who is also more than human. Meanwhile, the head of Algamated Broadcasting gives his ace reporter an assignment. Nothing's been heard of Savannah for some time, Billy. Go out and dig something up. I wish that Savannah were where there'd be no point in digging him up. Six feet underground. Prowling through the toughest districts, Billy, at length, overhears something of interest. Lay low for a while, Spike. Boss Savannah's bringing something nifty to smack over that Captain Marvel load. So Savannah's been out of things, only to plan a new bunch of tricks. You can trust Savannah, Spike. As soon as Captain Marvel's cooked, all the rackets will open again. I'll follow. Maybe they'll lead me to Savannah's hideout. At that moment, Savannah introduces a strange, quiet man to a delegation of racket and crime bosses. Meet my friend and Captain Marvel's enemy, Z. I call him Z because he's the ultimate in toughness. Let's see how tough he is. Hands up, fella. But the hand of Z shoots out and... A slight sample of how I will deal with Captain Marvel. Are you convinced, gentlemen? The henchman of Savannah, whom Billy has followed, suddenly realizes he is not alone. Don't hang around, kid. What's your line? Why, uh, I'm an errand boy. Errand boys should run errands, not hang around guys like me. Beat it! This is a job for Captain Marvel. Shazam! Thunder rolls, lightning flashes, and where stood only a slender lad appears the titanic form of Captain Marvel. Aaron boys do run errands, and my errand is with my old friend Savannah. Just as Savannah's henchman speaks reassuringly, let him knock, boss. It's just that fresh kid that followed me. A powerful blow shatters the portals, and Captain Marvel is among the criminals. Locked doors make me slightly sore, Savannah. What's going on here? Meet my new associate, Z, Captain Marvel. I was just planning to bring the two of you together. A pleasure, Captain Marvel. With incredible speed, Z throws a punch. The hardest that Marvel has ever felt. Recovering, the mighty nemesis of evil throws his own Pyro's fist. Here's your present back, with interest. Z knocked down. I can't believe my eyes. Now I can't believe my eyes. He's getting up. That was a splendid exhibition, sir. I think I'll like fighting you. The next moment, the two are staging such a slugfest as was never seen on Earth. Blows that would crush elephants are sped and landed. But Savannah does not trust even Z to conquer Marvel. He calls the thugs to arms. Are you all paralyzed? Now's your chance to finish Captain Marvel. Jump him! 
Crack him, boys! Give him the works! You all want to play, eh? But it's like fighting a buzzsaw. The gangsters fly in all directions, wrecking Savannah's lair. You'd better eat some more vitamins before you tackle me. Wait, Captain Marvel. I'm not beaten yet. No, but you will be in a second. Whirling instantly, Marvel outdoes himself as he hits Z full in the face. <laughs> the flying body of Z smashes through the wall. That settled Mr. Z at last. The others are all through for the day, except Savannah. He was smart enough to run away. Later, Billy resumes his role as reporter and broadcasts part of the truth. Billy Batson on the mic, folks. Flash, the notorious criminal Savannah had bad luck today. There was some kind of misunderstanding at his hidden laboratory, and it was wrecked. Also, a number of Savannah's friends. If Savannah had waited, he'd have joined the wreckage. Maybe this isn't the end of the story. But Savannah sneaks back to the scene of the disturbance. <laughs> Captain Marvel thinks this is the end of Z. <laughs> it's only the beginning. In another of his hidden laboratories, Savannah injects a drug into Z, reviving him. Where have I been? Oh, in dreamland. You aren't quite a match for that big lump of muscle yet. I must make you stronger. We have underestimated our enemy, but you are almost good enough to conquer him. Next time, next time I will not fail. Venturing out, the partners in crime and spite plan again for the downfall of Captain Marvel. We'll bait a trap for him. Do you observe that half-finished skyscraper, Z? Yes, I think I know your plan, Savannah. But wait, what will happen when Savannah and Z execute their attack on Captain Marvel? Eric Warren. Eric, 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 Eric Warren. Eric Warren. Greetings, Neverlanders. This is Lost Boy Eric, and I am here to share with you a bit of the history of the world's mightiest mortal, the original Captain Marvel, the big red cheese himself, Shazam. Late 1939 brings us Wiz Comics number two, written by Bill Parker with artist C.C. Beck, telling us the story of young Billy Batson, a 12-year-old orphan forced to sleep in an abandoned subway station. It is there that a mysterious stranger beckons him to board a subway train. But this is no ordinary subway train. It is decorated with mystical symbols. And its stop is not in Fawcett City. It takes him to the throne room of the wizard Shazam. Shazam explains to young Billy that he has guarded the earth for 3,000 years using the powers of mystical gods such as Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. And with their powers, Billy can call upon the wizard's name Shazam and gain those powers for himself as he becomes Captain Marvel. 
Captain Marvel is such a fantastic and interesting concept. It basically is, what if Superman was a 12-year-old boy? It is the ultimate power fantasy of young boys becoming their greatest superhero ever. And DC kind of took notice to this, and they actually sued the publisher of Wiz Comics and Captain Marvel, uh, eventually running them out of business. But DC did take advantage of this as well and bought up all the rights to Captain Marvel and his uh, rogues gallery and his uh, teammates and friends. Yes, Billy does not have to fight evil alone. On one side is his best friend, Freddie Freeman, who can call upon the name Captain Marvel and become Captain Marvel Jr. Along with his sister, Mary uh, Batson, who can call upon the name Shazam as well and become Mary Marvel. Captain Marvel has also got some pretty interesting uh, characters in his rogues gallery. Probably first and foremost is Dr. Savannah, the mad scientist who tries everything to capture the power of Shazam for himself. There is the monster society of evil headed by the menacing Mr. Mind, an evil caterpillar of all things, with a radio box that broadcasts his thoughts to the world. Uh, I'll tell you, the history of Captain Marvel is really interesting. Captain Marvel really is the ultimate embodiment of a boy's power fantasy. Uh, it is a 12-year-old boy who gains all of these powers, and while he appears to be an adult, he's still the 12-year-old kid inside, but guided by the wisdom of Hercules. Utilizing the strength of Hercules with the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of, Her uh, of Hercules, or I'm sorry, the courage of Achilles, rather, and the speed of Mercury to assist him in doing good and fulfilling the wizard's role in protecting the Earth for the last 3,000 years. Now, there's an interesting comic book uh, production history. Of course, DC immediately noticed, well, National Publications at the time, noticed that here's this uh, character that looks an awful lot like Superman, has powers an awful lot like Superman, so forget the fact that he's not really Superman. We're saying that he is not too much like Superman. And they ended up suing the publisher of Shazam out of business. Now, it took about 15 years for this to happen, uh, but uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, DC was able to actually gain control of all of these characters and start incorporating uh, Billy, the Wizard, Mary Marvel, Freddie Freeman, and all of their characters into the stable of the DC universe. Now, of course, they lived on their own separate world, Earth-S, for Shazam, of course and uh, became a part of the larger DC universe through the events of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, uh, one of the most interesting things about uh, Shazam that I find really um, kind of intriguing is the fact that the, the, the look of Captain Marvel, of Shazam, is based upon Fred McMurray. Now, of course, most of us on the Neverland podcast, we're going to recognize Fred McMurray from his roles in Disney films, such as The Happiest Millionaire, Follow Me Boys, and who can forget The Absent-Minded Professor and its sequel, Son of Flubber. And, you know, if you take a look, you can really see that that resemblance is there. Uh, some uh, One of my favorite uh, Shazam books is called Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil, which is a retelling of the origin story of Shazam uh, by the uh, author and artist of Bone, Jeff Smith. 
So I would highly recommend that you take some time to go out and find that uh, find that series. It's a four-issue prestige series and uh, brings all of Jeff Smith's uh, characterisms and uh, style to Shazam. I think it's a great thing and really would recommend anyone to go out and track that down and add it to their collection. Shazam is definitely a part of the DC Universe today. Uh, with the uh, introduction of Rebirth a few years ago, it actually expanded the number of people who can call down on Shazam's powers, which uh, may or may not be reflected in the current movie. Um, also, I have not seen the movie yet, full disclosure, but personally, I know that uh, Sivana is uh, the main bad guy or appears to be the main bad guy in this film. So I would not be surprised if we see an end credit sequence that has a certain little caterpillar plotting for his chance to destroy the big red cheese neverlanders shazam is a fantastic concept it works great um and i'm excited to go see this movie so i hope this has given you a little bit more insight into who and what shazam is uh of course with uh marvel taking over the name captain marvel since it had fallen out of use following the dc uh uh, uh lawsuit uh they have had to change their name, and personally, I have no problem with it. I am glad that we have Shazam bringing the power into DC. This is Lost Boy Eric. Thanks, and now you know. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. You people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. So now, of course, it's time for a movie review, and you might ask yourself, well, why are we bothering to cover this movie? Well, we sort of do that type of thing. We like to cover some of the bigger movies, even if they're not Disney, but we also like to point out a good Disney connection. Now, some of you may not have recognized Zach Levi's voice, and you might not even know who Zach Levi is. Zach Levi, of course, playing the title character of Shazam, also the original Captain Marvel from before, but you know, we've, I think we got into that into our previous Captain Marvel episode from a couple weeks ago. We did discuss the DC version, uh, so I won't dive into that right now. But so Zachary Levi, who's getting to play the hero of this movie, well, the adult form of the hero, you might recognize his voice from Tangled. He, of course, played Flynn Rider. And also he was the lead in my favorite television show, Chuck, from years and years ago. So that's fun for me. So I was already very excited when I found out he was playing the, the role. I was excited for that. I thought it was going to be fun. The trailers came out. looked like it was also going to be a lot of fun and comedic. And this movie did not disappoint. This was a number one box office here over the weekend. Although when uh, the sh I went to it twice, both of the showings they weren't like overly crowded in the theater, but I went at like odd hours, so you know it's a little different. But the general consistency, even in the crowd, there's a lot of laughter in the crowds and, and, and the people watching it. This movie is really fun and funny, and they really do think of the movie when they were writing this. They were thinking, if you were 14 years old and suddenly you've got these amazing superpowers, what are you going to do with it? And so it deals with that issue. This is somebody who doesn't just become a superhero because they have powers. They have to learn to become a hero. And so we get a bit of a hero's journey in, a, in its own way. And, you know, we do have the, the typical orphan hero type of character. Uh, this movie also deals with a lot of good themes of family. And, uh, you know, what is it that makes a family? You know, because, you know... 
families can be a lot of different things. You know, it's 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 a little different different. And I like that this really does feature and focus on a foster family. And foster families are families as well. And some people are adopted into families. And you know, so there's a lot of things that end up making us come together as family. But an important thing is that we choose to care and love each other. And that's, I mean, it's a really great the way that's brought in because we do get some nice, uh, I guess dichotomy is the word that's in my head. We get to see the difference between, well, maybe maybe if we look at us three different families even because we see where the villain played by Mark Strong, Thaddeus Silvani, or Silvana, I always get that name wrong on pronunciation, but uh, I recognized him from uh, Stardust. He played Septimus. Uh, he was also Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. Um, he even had a Super Bowl commercial a few years ago uh, with uh, our own Loki, which now I'm not thinking of the guy's the actor's name who played Loki. Wow, but remember there was a car commercial, uh, and, and Loki was in it. He's just always going to be Loki anytime I see him. I can't help it. It had him, and then Mark Strong was in this, you know, because they're good at playing these really great villain characters. So, I mean, you've already, I mean, that's it. You cast him as a villain, and I'm in. You know, he's he's really just that interesting as a villain. But you, we get to see, even the beginning of the movie, we get to see a little bit of his backstory from when he's a kid and what his family life is like. We get to see Billy Batson, what his family, his true mother is, you know, what some incidents there. We get to see a little bit about that family, and then he gets to meet this new family in the course of things and he learns really about what 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 family really is in the course of this and it's really great and then of course along the way comes the villain and he's got to deal with it uh and this movie has great comedy it's got some scary monsters it's got some thrilling moments it's got a fantastic cast a lot of childlike fun uh i i kind of wonder you know uh, good old scott over there at disney indiana he doesn't really like a lot of uh you know kid focused movies i don't know if he's ever gotten himself into stranger things because he doesn't like that sort of thing i'm hoping he manages to enjoy this movie because it's really really great uh, but I, I really enjoy this movie. I really recommend it. I think it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, I think the DC Universe now is finally starting to catch up and realizing that you ha- you can be serious, but you also have to have some fun with these because the Marvel movies, that's they're, some of, when they're at their best is they have that spirit of fun and realizing this is, you know, these amazing kind of characters. It's all a little over the top. And so just have some fun with it. You can tell a good, serious story, but do it in a fun way. And I, I mean, really, none of the jokes on the, in this movie really fell flat with me. It was all very funny. And uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, I mean, that is my review. Uh, you know, I was going to go because, of course, of uh, Zach Levi. You're also going to find Digimon Hunsu, and you might have recognized him in the commercials as playing the wizard Shazam. Uh, I, it was hard to recognize him in the trailers, I thought. But uh, he, him in there, of course, and we would all know him from Guardians of the Galaxy, also in Captain Marvel, playing, I, I forget the character's name, but he's been in those movies. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely a, a Disney-Marvel connection with this film. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. And so if you haven't gone out to see it yet, uh, I definitely got to tell you, go for it. Have a good time. To Disney and beyond. Previously on Shazoom. Meet my new associate, Z, Captain Marvel. With incredible speed, Z throws a punch. The hardest that Marvel has ever felt. Whirling instantly, Marvel outdoes himself as he hits Z full in the face. That settled Mr. Z at last. Captain Marvel thinks this is the end of Z. (laughs) It's only the beginning. 
Because Billy Batson, the boy radio reporter, is a smart, brave young fellow, an aged sorcerer gave him the magic word, Shazam! Which transforms young Billy into the world's mightiest man, Captain Marvel. And now, back to our story. Next morning, people going to work are horrified by what seems to be a fellow man in danger. Help! Help! Look! Somebody up there can't get down! Reporter Billy Batson rushes to see the excitement and hopes to rescue the unfortunate stranger. That poor fellow can't hold on much longer. He'll drop before help arrives. I'll have to appeal to my other self. Shazam! A glare of lightning, a roll of thunder. And Captain Marvel leaps high to the rescue. Courage, buddy. I'll get you out of that mess. Just hang on a second and I'll hoist you up again. Lifting the supposed unfortunate, Marvel sees the face of his enemy, Z. Why, you're Z. Yes, Captain Marvel, in person. I feigned distress hoping you would notice and come to offer help. You think you have no weaknesses, but it is weak to feel sorry for strangers. If you had not come to my rescue, you would not be on the brink of destruction now. Take that! <laughs> Off guard, completely surprised, Morrow loses his footing and plunges into the abyss. A terrible fall, even for him! But recovering his presence of mind in midair, he hooks a foot over a girder and arrests his downward drop. What a wallop that guy has! That trick won't help you, Captain Marvel. The impact of Z's body jaws Captain Marvel from his momentary hold and they fall together, fighting. I'll break you in two. Ten men like you couldn't do that. As they shoot past the awning, Captain Marvel catches hold. The canvas rips, but the force of the fall is partially broken. They strike the pavement with a terrific impact, bouncing high and into the nearby river. Captain Marvel's lungs fill with water. He must win free or drown. I can't stand too much of this. Let loose or I'll knock you into next month. That last punch seems to have settled Mr. Z for good. Whew. This air sure tastes swell. Captain Marvel watches for a full hour, but Z gives no sign of rising from the depths. He hasn't come up. He must be finished. And my job's done for the moment. Shazam! As he utters the magic word again, a great flash of lightning. And the Mighty One returns to the shape and personality of Billy Batson, broadcasting as much of the true story as ordinary people will believe. Mystery surrounds the dramatic fight and fall of the two skyscraper climbers, folks. Neither of the enemies could be found after they plunged into the river, but Billy Batson, your radio reporter, will keep an eye peeled for any new developments. That's all for now. But as Billy leaves the spot, a horrible little figure appears and plunges into the water. The fool thinks that a bat will finish sea. I know better. Weakling, Captain Marvel has outfought you. That is not true. I should be credited with a draw, at least. The water weighed me down, 
or I would have been the victor. You should have remembered the particular effect that water has on you, Z. My next meeting with Captain Marvel will be on dry land. I've disposed of the mysterious Mr. Z, but I have a feeling that Savannah is still up to something. Wait until he comes to that deserted alley ahead, and we'll grab him. Attacked from behind, Billy is not senseless. Well done, Z. He's our prisoner. Nobody saw us. Come, our back door is at the other end of this alley. When Billy revives, he is bound, and a gag prevents him from speaking the word that will summon his other self. Your eyes are open, my upstart young friend. Let them take a good look at the world, for soon they will close forever. I'll leave Z to set this place afire, and then he'll join me, and you can burn here all alone. Ho oh, ho ho! There'll be a hot time in the old town tonight, <laughs> as far as you're concerned. I will follow Savannah now. May the fire be company for you, youngster. Alone, facing a grim fate, Billy manages to catch a firebrand between his toes. Lifting it, he sets fire to the clock that gags him. Shazam! Thunder and lightning fill the room. Now for a showdown. Ripping open Savannah's safe, Marvel investigates. Savannah planned that this safe should survive the fire with what's inside. Let's have a look. These are plans for scientific weapons to attack the world. Poor Savannah will have to dope them out from the beginning again. Now to take up the trail of my fire-flinging friends. There's Z just ahead. Wait, Z! I've got a little entertainment for you. Z, following Savannah, pauses to find it out once again. Captain Marvel challenges me. This is what I've hoped for. We'll make a good fight of it, Captain Marvel. What a pity that the world can't see and enjoy it. Right you are. What do you say we go to a real finish this time? This time, Captain Marvel sets himself for serious conflict. Z strikes swiftly, but Captain Marvel ducks. Well tried, Z, but too slow. Slipping under Z's guard, Marvel lands swift. Deadly blows! One, two! Swift as a machine gun, devastating as high explosive Marvel's attack smothers Z! Nothing can stand under that supreme bombardment! The magnificent body of Z staggers back! So you can't take it after all! Something tells me that this is the finish! The building collapses on Z! The victorious Captain Marvel quickly clears away the wreckage until he comes upon his fallen enemy. What's this? He's smashed, and his body is full of springs and machinery. Here's the secret of Z's strength. He was a fighting machine made by Savannah to destroy me. Never was a robot made so cunningly and so strongly. He gave me the fight of my life. 
This is a lesson for both Savannah and we shouldn't underestimate each other. Shazam! Once again, Captain Marvel scores a victory! Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. Probably feeling a little nervous right now.
simulators, you may exit the flight training area now. Ask a uniformed crew member for directions.
Passenger Commander, your assignments are to activate flight sequence, and for landing, activate manual control. Loading flight plan. Engineer, just a reminder, you will activate the flight cameras when we reach altitude. You will also extend the wings for landing.
Now push the restraints up. Before you exit your capsule, please remember to gather your personal items and remove any X2 boosters. No, over here, Sophie, this that way. That was fun. And see you next mission. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Bob Jackson, Neverland Podcast, we love you, Neverland Podcast, we love you, Neverland Podcast, it's true, Neverland Podcast.